0: Hey, BTB Buddies, I wanted to let you know that I have a Patreon page now so that you can support the show. Check out patreon.com forward slash btbpc and check out the cool stuff you can get for as little as two bucks per month. You can also find the link in the show notes. Thanks, as always, for listening. All right, it's a Behind the Bits podcast. We are live again with an interview, and this is going to be a little bit different. So I normally talk to... People in the comedy industry, either comedians or club owners or bookers or people that are in the the industry. So I've got somebody that's not in the industry, but somebody who I think could help. Uh, His name is Scott Hardiman, and he's from over in the UK. He is a confidence coach. He gives men the mental toolkit to take their business to the next level by breaking through barriers and self-doubt. And I can tell you, as a comic, we have plenty of self-doubt to overcome. So I think Scott's going to be a good guest. And I'm going to bring him on right now. Here we are. Scott Hardiman, how are you?
1: Doing very well. How are you?
0: Great. Um, So this is going to be a lot different than uh, my normal interviews. I just want to ask, just right off the top, uh, you're not in the comedy industry at all, but do you have any favorite
1: comedians? Oh, come on. In the in the UK uh, or in the US? Any. Any. I, I yeah. If I'm honest, in the, for US wise, I actually really love Kevin Hart. OK. Um, he definitely gives me a, a good, good feeling. And in the UK, have you, have you heard of a guy called Michael McIntyre? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much love. Love him as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's that's great. And so normally what I start talking about is who your influences are and stuff and things like that. Let's talk about your background, though. And in, instead of in the comedy industry, how do you find yourself becoming a coach, like you are, uh, a performance coach?
1: Well, uh, I've, had a, I've had a quite an interesting career up to up to date, actually. You uh, you might be able to find a few jokes for, for what I'm about to say next. Anyway, so uh-huh. I. Uh, I, I <laughs> <laughs> I I started. I was I, I was a funeral director, so an undertaker. I think you probably uh-huh. say in the US uh, for about ten years, actually, which is which is different for for especially in the UK. For so, I started when I was twenty. Uh-huh. Uh, well, actually, younger than that, I think, um, as a, as an undertaker, and yeah, so that's where I started, and then moved into. I want. I, re- I was really into fitness, and I moved into personal training, so uh-huh. coaching in the fitness world. Which I found a lot of what I was doing was, was helping people with their confidence, not just in the gym, but outside of the gym as well, in life, in their business and everything that they were doing. And then it was a, kind of a natural transition into what I'm doing now, which is um, helping helping people with their confidence outside of the gym in their business, but having that background as well. Mm-hmm. And I suppose you can, you can a lot of what I did in, in the funeral world was, you know, have to be quite emotionally intelligent to be able to deal with things that, that happened in those mm-hmm. times. There's a lot of skills that I, I use I've used then that I use now as well. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my a very brief introduction of my my career in okay. a sense. Yeah.
0: That that's a great way to come around it. And I, I do find yeah. that a lot of people who are were in personal training uh, tend to go into this business coaching type thing. And I yeah. I have to agree that, you know, I'm I do a physical fitness regimen myself and that you have to get your mind ready before you start the physical stuff. And then also while you're doing the physical stuff that helps your mind and it, it, yeah. they, they both feed into each other. And, uh, anytime that I decide to blow off doing my, my fast walk or my run or my bike ride or whatever, then I had, I didn't have as good of a day as if I had done it. So, uh, I, yeah. I can definitely see where the, the physical activity part comes in to really help with the mental stuff.
1: Yeah. And you know, I was, I was very much all about my body and i hardly ever paid attention to my mind if I'm honest so it was, it was fitness fitness you know, what can I do to exercise how can I make myself look better mm-hmm. and I definitely put my mind on the on the backbone and that's you know a, another p- a large part of why I do what I do now is because I suffered for for quite a few years with anxiety mm-hmm. and it, it affected me and low confidence which again it wasn't good for my my working career but also my personal life so mm-hmm. the fact that I've had that experience I've come out of it has allowed me to be able to help others do exactly the same um, yeah.
0: So, were you able to come out of the anxiety and that self doubt? Were you able to do that on your own, or did somebody help you?
1: No. So, I I, I, I put a lot of energy into. I, I kind of I, I hit a very low point, and I decided that I had to do something at that point. And it was enough pain, I think, for me at that at that time to actually really make a, a conscious effort. I needed to do it right then and there. Otherwise, you know, who who knows what was going to happen. Um, so initially I started on my own, I, I, I dived into books, put my energy into so many different s- seminars and, and learning all about personal development. Mm. And then I did, I did get myself a coach as well. Um, I found it to be really beneficial. Someone that I could talk to someone to someone to be accountable to where mm. they say, have you done this? And I'll say, yes, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, a coach for, for sure helps me. Um, yeah. but a, a lot of what I did was, was on my own actually, which I'm, okay. I'm very proud of in a sense. But yeah,
0: that's great. Now yeah. we talked a little bit before this interview about, uh, comedians and our mindset and what goes into being a comedian. So just, just to kind of go over that again, uh, kind of a rehash. So first off, uh, comedians are artsy, uh, it, a lot of, a lot of people don't think of comedy as an art but putting together a set that makes people laugh so many times in an hour really is an art and so you got the writing part you got the performance part and that's really the two things that comedians work on for pro- a lot of them for like their first 10 years and then they want to actually start making some money and and that's really the hard part and that's where um we we talk about uh comedians are go one of two ways they either uh are, are not confident at all and they're scared to ask for the the bigger spot they're scared to go to the next level um or they're overconfident and the overconfidence kicks them in the butt and they get knocked down a peg and then they're scared to go back so that's mm. it's it's kind of it's kind of the mindset that I see with a lot of comics and uh so you put so much time and effort into it that you kind of forget what you're worth uh first off because if you see somebody do a half hour set at a club um they've probably put 2 years of work into getting that 30 minute set mm. just the way they want it so and that's why First off, you have to ask for money when, when you do a set. But second off, if you want to make a living at this, you got to find those times in your life where you're ready, and find out how to get yourself in the right mindset to take you take you to the next level. So mm-hmm. it's kind of that's kind of what comics go through. So thinking about that, I mean, it's really like any other business, though. I it's not you can't. The business part is the business part, and it it's just like running, you know, a, any type of a startup. I mean, you're really you're really taking, uh, you're selling yourself versus selling a product, and you're really trying to get okay. I'm at this club uh, now, and I'm doing pretty well. I want to do this level of club. I want to start doing theaters. I want to start doing auditoriums. You know, the 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 whole line like that. So basically, I think your normal approach with anybody who is in business would probably work for a comic. Uh, do you do you think the same way?
1: Yeah, absolutely for sure. I think I mean, if it comes down to confidence and, and actually stepping out into that into that world of you know theater in, in front of a small group of group of people and then extending that to larger groups, and you have that that feeling of well, oh, can I do it? All the work that I've put in, it's going to be over in a short space of time what if people don't like it okay. can I do it all of these things that they're natural right it, mm. however in order to feel more confident in something it is about taking action I know it mm. sounds really simple but the more action you take you you learn and you grow from that which means that you start to become competent at it you start to get become better and it it flows more and when you become competent at something you become more confident and sometimes it it can be as simple as that and i I make it sound simple but if people out there are unsure about going for it if they're unsure about booking that slot with Mm -hmm. that in in that theater or wherever it is that they're gonna do the show just do it take action and do it see what Mm -hmm. comes of it because even if you just book it that's one step you start to feel a little bit more confident because you went in and did it and then you'll learn from that experience you then become a bit more competent and then like i said confidence will start to to come so yeah and that that can be applied to you know comics but a lot of business if i want to improve the way that i coach then i'm going to look at ways to take action to to learn more so that i become more competent at it so then for therefore i can perform at a a greater level if Um, that makes sense
0: yeah it, it sure does so, thinking about a um, a new comic, so somebody just starting out, they've they've maybe been doing it for six months or something like that. What would be, um, and, and they're they're getting their material together. What type of advice would you give them? Okay, they're juggling. Uh, they obviously still have a day job because uh, mm-hmm. comedy's not paying the bills. They may have a family. They may they may have other obligations. And but they they're really they're really um, passionate about doing this comedy stuff, and yeah. so what what type of advice would you give somebody at that level to keep doing the comedy and also getting themselves into situations where they could uh, possibly make a little bit of money at
1: it? Yeah, I, I would say again, I would go back to that. Take take action. Look at what you need to do. To get in front of those people and, and perform and make a bit of money. What mm. you know, break it down. So with with goals, if you've got a goal of I want to stand up and, and do a show in front of a small group of people, you go, okay. Mm. What do I need to do to make sure that happens? Well, I need to make a phone call. Okay, I'm going to make that phone call. What do I need to do next? I need to make sure that I know my my script and what I'm going to say as best as possible. Okay, I can do that. And as you start to take those small steps, that I call it small chunking. So you have your goal and then you chunk up to that that goal. Uh, and I would say if you've got that goal, to make it less less of a, 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 a stressful time, I would try and chunk it down. So mm-hmm. what do I need to do next? And then the next one. And as you start to go up that list, you'll get closer and closer to your goal, which will make it seem much more achievable. So if you're starting out, I would definitely recommend that.
0: Okay. Can you give me some examples and this doesn't necessarily have to be in comedy because it's the first time you've probably talked about this but some examples of how chunking works and maybe where the big goal is and how the chunking gets you to it
1: sure so I'll give you an example of maybe in in fitness so if someone wants to say i I want to lose I want to lose ten pounds or five kilograms of fat and you go okay that's a great goal that's a great goal ten pounds of 10 pounds of weight 10 pounds of fat that's a great goal and often what will happen is they'll say that's my goal in two months time three months time they would have given up because they didn't reach their goal Mm -hmm. and often the case why that happens is because they didn't actually set specific targets to enable them to get there so yes great goal but how are you going to get there so -hmm. for example in that instance it would be i'm going to make it specific so i'm going to i want to lose 10 pounds of fat by December 2020, um, I'm going to do this by running on the treadmill three times a week and lifting weights twice a week, and eating a varied diet of X, Y, or Z. So mm-hmm. that is an, an example of making your goal specific and seeing seeing the chunks and that you need to do in order to reach that goal.
0: Mm-hmm. Th- yeah, that, that, that makes sense. So let's put this in uh, uh, instead of a fitness perspective. Let's put it in a business perspective. Uh, say you want to start a coffee shop, and yeah. and you want to you've uh, you've got the idea, um, yeah. you uh, are uh, you've got the funding, and you have the building. Now, okay. that's that's great. Except for you want to make it successful. So how yeah. would you how how would you recommend somebody would chunk that up so that they can actually first of all, have a great grand opening and second off, be successful enough that they're making money within two years?
1: Well, I suppose, first of all, you've got to make sure you've got good coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, You want to make sure you've got yeah you know, quality coffee. And then it's about looking into what do I need to do here? How do I, how do I make it a success? It's, mm. you know, I need to make sure that people know about me. So I'm going to need to invest in marketing or at least learn about marketing to enable me to show people that i'm here Mm -hmm. so that's a that's a that's a small chunking of a goal your goal is at the top here what do you need to do to get there you need to market yourself so you look into doing that yourself or you employ someone that can do it for you Mm -hmm. is this coffee going to be good enough do i want to serve food if that's the case do i need to learn how to cook do i get a chef these are the kind of things that i would recommend to someone that is looking to expand their business or build that coffee shop like you said Is that? Does that, that kind of yeah. explain?
0: Yeah, that. that yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. So let's think about uh, habits and how people keep that mindset, keep a positive mindset, and get the confidence mm. to go on. Uh, so a comic has to spend a certain amount of time writing. Um, a new comic is trying to perform. Let's pretend we don't have COVID. They're trying to perform you know, at least four times a week at open mics or showcases or bringer shows or whatever they, whatever they have going on. So those, those are things that they have to do just to tread water, uh, mm-hmm. to, to, to start being a comic. What types of daily habits and routines go into helping you, uh, first of all, be confident and, and also have a positive mindset going into the writing part and the performing part?
1: Sure. So I I would say it comes down to our thoughts, ultimately. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How we view the world comes down to the way we think about ourselves and and the world around us. So it comes down to our belief systems. Thoughts dictate our, our emotions, our emotions then dictate the actions we take, and then the actions we take give us the outcome. So mm-hmm. if we have an outcome that we're not very happy with, then we need to look at the action steps we, we took in order to get that outcome. Often when you w- recycle backwards, you'll see that your action steps are based on the emotions that you felt. So if you're happy, you'll take positive, more, more of a positive action step. If mm-hmm. you're angry, frustrated, your action steps are going to probably mimic that feeling, that emotion, mm-hmm. and then understand that our emotions are dictated by our thoughts. So if we have a thought of, I'm not sure that I can stand in front of these people and do this, I feel I have enough content that I can share, but maybe they won't understand what I'm saying. Maybe I won't project my voice well enough. Mm-hmm. If you think that, you're going to get an emotion that's attached to that, which is a feeling of maybe maybe I can't, I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. a bit of sadness and unhappiness, which means you're not going to take the action step to go and book that, that place to talk in front of people, which means you're not going to be happy with the outcome because you're not going to be getting anywhere with your show. Mm-hmm. You repeat, and it goes round and round. So yeah. I was, um, the fundamental thing to stay positive is to start listening to your thoughts. You know, are the thoughts that, I'm, that are going through my mind, are they in line with where I want to go? Are they positive? Are they uplifting? Are they empowering? Because if they are, the chances are you're going to get positive emotions, which means you'll take good action steps, which means you'll get good outcomes. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, the first thing I would do is create an awareness in the mind, consciously, because there's so many things that we won't even realize that are just going on in our mind that could be limiting us and stopping us from going in the direction that we want.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So to give you a little bit of insight in the comics, the, uh, a majority I'm, I'm going to say, because I've talked to enough of them, a majority of comics are, um, they don't wake up with, with positive thoughts. Uh, they, mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot of them are clinically depressed. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of them suffer the same anxiety that, that you suffer. They, they have, uh, issues and mm-hmm. that's what makes them funny. Uh, so, yeah. so that that's the driving force to make them funny. So, uh, you don't, you, you don't want to eliminate what makes you funny? It, it's like it's like, say, um it's like, say, I suffer clinical depression and they put me on a drug that is uh, just too much. It, it 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 cuts down my emotions to a point where I'm just a robot. so yeah. that that hamstringing a comic like that is probably the worst thing you can do. However, those emotions can feed on themselves the stuff that they write their material with. Can feed on themselves, and then they walk out of a out of a day of writing, saying, "Oh, I'm just not worth shit," and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna even perform tonight. So, how how do you think you can achieve a balance between, okay, this left artsy brain that is kind of uh, has a weird outlook on the wor- world, and the right brain that needs to get jobs and uh, stay positive so that you'll keep doing the thing that you love? How, how, how do you think you can meld those two?
1: That's a very, very, very good question. That's what I haven't <laughs> been asked before, actually. And I'm glad you've asked that. So again, it's got me thinking. So yeah. I would say that if you if you think about you, our belief system, this, this, so the things we believe to be true about ourselves or the world, you know, like I said before, dictate the world that we live in So and, mm-hmm. and the feelings that we experience and the action sets that we take. So if we... Don't feel confident. So for me, in the past, it was I, I. I'm not a confident person. I never have been. I never will be. Mm-hmm. So I was never going to feel confident because I truly believed that I was never going to be confident and I never had been. So mm-hmm. I'd just be stuck in this this world that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, but beliefs can change because it's something we believe to be true, but isn't necessarily true. And I'll give you an example just quickly. People used to believe that you couldn't run a mile in under four minutes, otherwise your heart would explode. You, people just thought no you can't run you can't run a mile in under four minutes and it yeah. took someone to believe and train and do it for then this one person to do it for everyone else to go well if he can do it then i can do it mm-hmm. and then other people started running a mile in under four minutes so when it comes to belief beliefs we can we can create these beliefs that are more powerful that allow us to to step on the stage and perform but we can also keep the beliefs about ourselves that make us that quirky mm-hmm. by saying, you know, I am, I'm a quirky person. I'm creative. And I, I'm a, I'm a funny person I use my previous experiences to allow me to write well. And you can keep those. You know, I, I, I had anxiety in the past. i you, I still remember what it was like, and it enables me to perform better as a coach. So mm-hmm. although I don't feel anxious anymore, or I have, I have anxious moments, but I don't let it rule my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, I can, I still am in a much, much better place, but it allows me to help other people as well. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. You, you so you can yeah, have em- the both.
0: You've got some empathy because you've seen it.
1: Yeah, and you won't yeah. forget. You know, yeah. Just because you, you've experienced your depression or your lack of positivity in maybe writing in, in, in comedy, you can still have that creative part of you because you are creative. Mm. Essentially, that is you. That's who you are. So you're not going to lose that by, by being more positive, I don't feel. Um, Mm -hmm. and I haven't experienced anything, although I haven't worked with any any comics necessarily, but people, they they believe they're creative and they stay creative, even though they feel more confident and they are reaching their goals.
0: Mm -hmm. So one of the things that happens with comics, so one of the things that a comic has to do, and you've probably heard this before, they need to find their voice. They need to find out who they are going to be on stage And that usually takes a while. Uh, You know, Mm. a lot of comics start out doing like one-liners or uh, (laughs) just, you know, very simple jokes, uh, set up punch, set up punch. And then they turn into a little bit more of a storyteller and and, and things like that. But um, I'll I'll give you an example. You know, I used to, uh, I started out doing a very, very clean set, uh, and then I tried to get a little bit edgier. And I found out that that doesn't fit me, even though I'm kind of an edgy guy. Uh, mm. so, so on stage, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't go right because I look like uh, I, I always say I look like a pharmacist or a basketball coach. So it doesn't <laughs> it, it it's it doesn't. A, a, a wholesome act for me is the best act to put forward. So I bought into that, and I'm totally leaning into that, and I'm confident in the fact that that's the way I should do stand-up. A lot of people don't find that. Uh, so one of the, the tough parts is to, um, first of all, know you found it. Uh, know that this is the one that's going to work for you, and then uh, buy into it yourself, so that you know that that's the way you're going to go from this point forward. What I'm asking for is advice on uh, when the no- how you know you found you found that voice, and uh, having enough confidence in it that you're going to stick to it. How- what what would you tell us if a comic came to you and said, "Hey, I think I, I think I may know what I want to do, but I'm not sure," and they're kind of wishy washy about it? What would you say to them?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult to answer because uh, when we're in a kind of a coaching environment, I would I would ask plenty of questions. I'd say, "Well, tell me about what what it is that you think that you you found," mm-hmm. um, and but but you know, so it'd be a lot of back and forth trying to find out you know if there's anything underlying that we need to uncover but one thing that I would probably do is uh, is work out who a lot of the time it's finding out who we are as people um and knowing that deep down like who are you as a person so how many times do you if someone asks you who are you know, tell me about yourself you'll go well I'm I'm Scott I'm a dad or a husband I work in this job and often that's, essentially, that's a human doing rather than a human being. We forget who we are. And if I was to actually ask someone who they are and they thought about it, it would be, well, I'm kind and caring and funny, mm-hmm. creative. And that's the kind of thing that I'd be looking into. You know, who are Who is that person? Finding out who that is so they feel comfortable in who they are so that they can then perform mm-hmm. better potentially. Yeah?
0: So how do you get somebody to identify with who they are when they've been so wrapped up in what they're being? You, don't, yeah, you know I what say. I mean? If, if you identify yourself, I, I think it's very telling when you ask somebody, who are you, and they identify themselves as a husband and a father or a um, a bricklayer or uh, a musician or whatever—it's very telling that they identify with what they do instead of what they are. And mm. I think most people would respond with what they do uh, first uh, before who they are. How do you draw that who 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 you are out of somebody?
1: I I, I bully them until they tell me (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) we we, we, sometimes it take a it take a a whole session to to go through that Mm -hmm. it is it's about you know me telling them who i am Mm -hmm. giving them an idea of who i am we go through some some power words some words of potential and give me examples of what you've done um Mm that you've potentially helped someone. How do you feel when this happens? And it draws out these feelings and these emotions and these words. Mm-hmm. And then we go through them. If they resonate, then perfect. We work on repeating them over and over again. And, and it's it's, a, it's just a nice process to follow. And when people are comfortable in who they are, obviously they, they feel more confident because mm-hmm. you know who you are. And you you, you can go into life not dwelling or doubting yourself as much as you previously would. Because if you know you're a kind, caring person, mm-hmm. if you say something to someone and they take it the wrong way, in the past, if you don't know who you are, you don't know you're a kind and caring person because you haven't you know, reiterated that to yourself, then you might mm-hmm. beat yourself up for weeks. Oh, I really hurt that person's feelings and uh, they, I must be a bad person. But if you know that you're kind and caring, if you've worked on that with a coach or with mm-hmm. someone or by yourself, then you can say, well, I'm ever so sorry I didn't mean to 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 offend you there and mm-hmm. I, I and you know deep down you're a kind and caring person so you move on from that quickly which means you right. can then get back onto what you were doing rather than dwelling on the past.
0: Right. Um so you totally lit off a light bulb when you talked about the who you are part because we were talking about your comedy voice and if you can get down to who you are I think you can find that comedy voice a lot sooner.
1: Mm. Yeah, know, I imagine you, you can. So? Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it's the same for, for a lot of business. If you, if you know who you are, then you can better position yourself for your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, ca- we can't, I'm sure lots of people listening, and, and yourself as well, I know, you can't please everyone. We can't, mm-hmm. you know, some people are going to like me, some people aren't. That's cool. You know, right. That's absolutely fine. But if you know who you are, it's easier mm-hmm. to find the people that will like you.
0: Mm -hmm. now somebody that comes to you and you you finally start peeling back the layers and find out who they are uh there's got and i don't want to keep going back to the negative stuff but it's it's very prevalent in the comedy world and Mm. uh my own life so you know it's 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 personal to me so when you start peeling back the layers some of that stuff is um some of the stuff that made them is negative stuff it's uh, you know it's bad childhood stuff it's uh, it's uh, things that have happened to them uh, it's things that it's things that they have done wrong in their life uh, even though it goes against the kind caring person that uh, somebody wants to be. When you find those things, how do you help people overcome either the guilt that they feel or uh, the, the anger, you know, all those emotions that you talked about when we started talking at the beginning, how do you push those emotions over to the side and help them uh, work on the positive stuff and become successful?
1: Yeah, so a lot of it, again, is, is who they are, finding out who they are. Mm -hmm. uncovering any unhelpful beliefs about themselves that they they think are true and they aren't Mm -hmm. necessarily true um Mm -hmm. and 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 also being being mindful and understanding that things that happened in the past you can use them to draw on for present experiences but if we live in the past we're going to feel regret we're going to feel those negative emotions if we live there if we constantly keep going back. i did this and it was terrible and you dwell on that yes Mm -hmm. draw on it for your for your what you need to do in your life in your in your sessions and in your shows but if you live there you're going to have regret and it's the same thinking about too far into the future if you live in the future you're going to feel anxious because it's uncertain and we don't want to feel we don't like uncertainty to a point but if you live right now in this present moment like you and I talking right now there's nothing to worry about Mm -hmm. just you and I just having a chat just in this present moment i'm relaxed i'm good i'm not anxious and i'm not i'm not regretful because of something that happened in the past so if someone is angry because of what happened then it's about again first of all understanding who you are tackling belief systems that are are troubling and unhelpful and then work on being present and mindful because uh, it, it really can can really can help with those feelings and those emotions yeah
0: okay okay very good Let's talk about the the competitive nature of comics. So I'll tell you how the comedy scenes are. So uh in the United States we've got uh the East Coast, West Coast. So we got New York and LA. Those are the t- the two big hubs they they always have been, they always will be. But we've also mm-hmm. got like Chicago, we've got Denver, we've got Atlanta, and then we've got small towns like what I live in. And in my town there's probably 40 people who consider themselves to be comedians and there's, there's a very competitive nature. And yet we also want to help each other. So when you're dealing in a competitive world, what type of advice do you give to people to, um, first of all, stay competitive, but second off, be a human and uh, not step on everybody that, <laughs> that, that you possibly can to get where you want to be?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Again, a very, very good question because <laughs> you, there's, if there's a lot of you around, there's going to be it's, it's competition, but you are you. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are going to resonate with you and some people won't. And I know I've said that already, but be right. you beyond completely enough to you because, um, obviously you've got your your act and you need to to do what you need to do there but that's yours and yours only mm-hmm. so c- compete absolutely compete you want you want to be the the best you want to be the one that people will watch then go for it take action on it because mm-hmm. who knows what's going to come um and, and remember that everything is a, is an experience so whether you some you're going to win you're going to you're going to lose i don't like to say lose because i feel that um i feel that a loss is an opportunity for growth which is Mm -hmm. essentially a win uh, because when you Mm -hmm. grow, you win. Mm -hmm. Um, So see if there's competition, great. Allow that to push you forward even more. Allow you to take, feel confident in yourself to take more action. So you can then put yourself out there more and, and and dive into it Mm -hmm. and see what comes from it. Yeah. Mm hundred percent. Embrace it. Embrace the the competition. I I do. It's not always easy, but just, just do it anyway.
0: (laughs) Well, it's, it's also kind of what keeps you alive as a, as a comic because you need something to strive for. And if, if you're competing, then that gives you something to go for. That's, that's actually one of your goals. If you, if you're competing Mm. is to, is to come out on top over 12 comics, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Go for it. You know, just find that company, speak to people that will give you that, that, that confidence to, to be even more competitive Mm. because you want to win. Right. But if you don't win, that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Cause it's an opportunity to learn. Uh, and then right. see what can I do next? How can I, and see it, get playful with it. I'm sure as mm-hmm. a comic, you are quite, quite playful. So get playful with it. What can I do this time? And, and, and how, what can I incorporate here? How can I build more confidence? Do I need to speak mm-hmm. to anyone in particular and go from there? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And you touched on something that is very common in the comedy world, which is failure. The, mm-hmm. the, the, and failure comes, uh, it seems to be a lot of highs and lows in comedy. So you do a great set on Friday, Friday, you just knocked it out of the park. People were standing in line to shake your hand. Everybody loves you. Saturday, you do the same set and it's crickets. Nobody, no, nobody responded. And then Sunday you do a show and it's good again. So it's up and down. So as far as failure is concerned i would say comedians work uh if they're a working comedian they're probably at least 40 percent failure i mean just sets sets that don't go well and that's that's the worst failure you can get or also not getting an audition um if you're a writer um the they, they don't buy your jokes or you know whatever whatever it is or you're writing a script they don't buy that uh, so there's all those things that come into play. What type of advice do you give people who are on a losing streak? Uh, you know the they're they're kind of on the fail side of the of the hill and they don't see a way back up. What what do you do to help people overcome the obviously you know those. Those negative thoughts that come along with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, as it's, it, it's it's important to keep an eye out for those thoughts again. Is that awareness? Because one one knock, one loss. I hate to call it a loss. Like I said, once something going your way once. Okay, that's cool. I could deal with that. Twice. Okay, I could deal with that too. Three times. Mm. Is it me? Yeah. Am I not good enough? Yeah. Uh, maybe they don't like me. Is it? Is the way I look? Is it the way that I I talk? Four times. Oh crack, I don't know if I could do this anymore. I don't yeah. know if I could do another <laughs> not. Five times, six times. So and it's these thoughts because did you notice how I changed my thoughts there? Yeah. Yeah. They went they got progressively more negative yeah. and more doubt and less belief and low confidence. Whereas if you're aware of your thoughts, you can go, okay, no, 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 it's three times. But yes, it's not not what I want. Mm-hmm. But I know that that, that Friday night in april twenty twenty I had more people on their feet than I ever had, and I know that in May I had half the amount of people, so I know that I can do it. so what okay. can I do to try and improve this and then I go and implement that that's what I'd sort of recommend is that listen to your thoughts because if you let them compound negatively, then all of a sudden you go from there high to low very, very quickly mm-hmm. if you don't listen in, but if you're aware and you catch those thoughts, you can do something about them. I often say. Um, it, when you if you don't notice you can't do anything about anything mm-hmm. when you notice you can And it sounds mm-hmm. really really simple but if you just let these thoughts take over and you, all of a sudden you you don't you're not aware of them you go from being in a good place to a bad place and you don't know why
0: mm-hmm.
1: whereas if you keep that awareness you'll keep track of them and mm-hmm. you'll start to go okay well that isn't helpful that's not going to get me where i want to get to that's not going to pick me up mm-hmm. so let me change that and, and create a, a positive vibe and something right. in line with where i want to go
0: Right. And I think you're talking about looking at things more objectively than looking at them with your emotions. And how, how can you get somebody in a mindset to look at things objectively? Because that, that seems to be a key that is really hard for people to surmount. Uh, the, I mean, they're living in these emotions and the, the, they're either, too high or too low and uh they can't look at things objectively H- how, how do you help them do that
1: practice Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it takes some time it takes not a lot of time i work with people for a minimum of, of four weeks because i feel okay. that in those four weeks you can make drastic changes right. uh, and then after that we tend to work uh for for Every other week, or a little bit longer, sometimes depending on how often we need to see each other. Or after the four weeks, sometimes it's enough. Um, mm. But most people like to that, that, like that accountability. But it takes time. It takes that awareness to to challenge thoughts. Because, like like I said earlier at the start, our thoughts. If we manage our thoughts, we can control our emotions. Um, and if we're if our emotions are up and down, up and down, it means that we're not managing our thoughts. Mm. So it takes time to be able to to do that. Some mm-hmm. like I said, not a lot of times. So often four weeks can do it or four sessions can do it. Mm-hmm. Um and having that, that person doesn't necessarily have to be a coach, but someone that you can talk to, a fellow a fellow comic, um, where you can you know speak to them and say, This is how I'm feeling and and dissect the thoughts and, and bounce off of each other. So yeah, it takes mm-hmm. a little bit of practice. But yeah, Great. definitely hundred percent doable. Hundred percent.
0: Do you have any recommendations on what somebody should do when they wake up in the morning and what they should do when they go to bed at night to uh, stay confident and stay mindful?
1: Absolutely. So I'll tell you something that I do every single morning. I will, no matter how I feel, as soon as I open my eyes, I smile, whether it's a, a, "Mm," you know, one of those (laughs) smiles. (laughs) Uh, And I'll I'll say, today's going to be a great day. Uh That's the first thing I do. I smile. Like I could say, it could be the worst smile you've ever seen in your life. Um, and I will say today is going to be a great day, sometimes through gritted teeth because I'm tired and it's tough. But what I do, what that does for me is that wakes up the side of the, the part of my brain that says, hey, let's make today great. And it's going to look for ways to make today great. So that's the first thing that I do, and i highly recommend that. Um, mm-hmm. You may not may not see a drastic improvement straight away, but do that every single day and it compounds and you you end up just something just shifts ever so slightly, and then before before bed i I, I highly recommend journaling getting the thoughts out of the mind mm-hmm. one it helps you sleep because whether you like to think it or not unconsciously you 've got all of these thoughts running around your mind and sometimes just actively writing down the thought you 'll probably know the thought of writing actually writing the, the practice of it it takes me back to when I was, I know the things on the computer now, but when I was at school and writing and sometimes when I write, I'll just go and go and go and go. So mm-hmm. just before bed, I'll often write on, on a bit of paper, just my a few thoughts, get them out of my head, helps me sleep better. And, um, and then I wake up today's going to be a great day and repeat.
0: Uh, huh. that's, yeah. that's good. That, that's two things I wouldn't have expected you to say. So that's, that's really okay. good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One of the things that's very common, I've talked to a lot of comics and one of the things that happens to a comic who gets successful a little bit earlier than they expected or a little bit earlier than other comics. So I'll see a comic that's been doing it for three years and they're a headliner and I'll see a comic who's been doing it for 10 years and they really never even headlined. They've maybe done a feature act but a lot of them get thrown into situations where they weren't uh, technically ready for. So an example of that would be, so it takes a lot of times it takes a year to get a good five minutes and mm. uh, somebody a year in uh, they get a uh, pegged to do 30 minutes and they go and do it and they're actually successful at it. And, then somebody who's been doing it for three years all, all of a sudden gets kicked up to headliner and they got to do 45 to an hour so mm-hmm. um, there have been people who are successful at that because they were prepared first of first off uh, they didn't they didn't have 45 solid minutes but they at least had the idea in their head and they could work it out on stage do a little bit mm-hmm. of crowd work and do whatever it took to fill that time and still keep people entertained and laughing but there are also people who have gotten thrown into that and they failed miserably and they just totally walked away from comedy because of it (laughs) So, so uh so in in those types of situations i think it's two two different people the the ones that are prepared and the ones that aren't prepared and the the act of going through that, that painful experience is enough to make them want to rethink what, what their life goals are. If, if you're that person that goes through the really bad one, uh, the, you know, they're supposed to do 45 minutes and it just goes awful for them. They can only fill 10 or whatever. And the, and the rest of it's just silence. What would you say to them before they quit comedy altogether?
1: Don't, don't quit comedy okay 100 <laughs> um it, having even having that experience right that must be a real uh, wow like what is all learning like, it didn't go the way that i wanted it actually went terribly uh-huh. excellent what can i do now like, what can i learn from that because uh-huh. did i did i need to learn did i need to rehearse what i was doing more frequently because Mm -hmm. if if you if you think about it uh, if you are consciously trying to think of everything you need to do you you don't really know it so you're really trying to focus on it you're not looking around the room you're not looking at what's happening whether someone's yawning whether someone's got their arm up wanting to ask a question whether anyone's clapping or falling asleep Mm -hmm. because you're so focused on trying to think of your material Mm-hmm. whereas if you are so prepared that you know you, unconsciously you just need a few l- prompts in your mind to help you get the words out then you free up cognitive space consciously so you can see if someone's yawning you can pick up the energy in the room mm-hmm. you can you can see if someone is nodding off and you can then hey pick on them because you're a comic and you're allowed to mm-hmm. um, so yeah I, I would say you need to look at why it didn't go well and mm-hmm definitely don't quit see it as a a perfect opportunity to learn grow quicker because maybe some people are are never going to have that that chance and the fact that you've had it enables Mm. you to then push on in a much quicker fashion so yeah Mm. don't quit definitely not
0: (laughs) and i think we touched on this a little bit at the beginning one of the other uh, things that can happen with a comic is that they are overconfident and they feel like that they're ready for this 30 to 45-minute set. They're going to knock it out of the park. Everything's going to be fantastic. They get booked for it because they talk themselves up really well to the booker, and they get in the middle of it, and they find out they weren't as ready as they thought they were. (laughs) They, they either forget jokes or the, the act isn't as polished as they want and the, uh, they lose the audience or whatever. Once you get knocked down a peg, which is a little bit different than just totally all-out failing, but just knowing you're not as good as you are, what type of a mindset do you have to do to get yourself back, to get the confidence back to say, okay, I am ready for that? 30 minutes or 45 minutes. uh.
1: Yeah. I mean, if someone wants to to come to me and say that and say, you know, I, I, I was hugely confident, didn't go the way I wanted. And now I've been knocked down. I think I don't feel, um, I'm as good as I I thought I was. I would say, Mm -hmm. "What, what, what, why not? Why are you not feeling like you're as good? You said you were once just because something didn't quite go your way. It doesn't mean that you're not as good. It just means that you thought about it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will often just trigger someone and go, oh, actually, yeah, I suppose that I am that good, but maybe tonight wasn't my night. Um, and it, it's, it's a difficult question to answer without actually having that person in front of me and, and asking them targeted questions uh-huh. uh, because sometimes just one question will just open up their mind and say, oh, no, yeah, you're right, actually. Actually, I'm right, uh-huh. um, as in they're right. So yeah, I hope that kind of makes sense in a, uh-huh. in a way.
0: Okay, let's let's play a little bit. I, uh, okay. I I held a comedy contest last night and I had seven great comics on the contest. It was streamed live and I absolutely screwed up because my soundboard was set up incorrectly. And mm-hmm. the only way that this could go on was for me to mute myself uh, in between comics. Fortunately, I had a host and I I just, at the end of the night, I felt like, the biggest failure in the world i felt like okay i shouldn't i should not be doing this and i've got two more rounds of this stuff to go (laughs) so Um, so say i come to you okay uh scott hey it's me scott i'm on the phone and uh i just had a terrible night i think i'm going to quit podcasting and i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely stop doing these live shows i i just don't know what to do help me out of it scott
1: when's your next live scott
0: uh, it's the, uh, 14th of September,
1: 14th of September. Okay. So you've got two weeks. What did you, what did you figure out what you needed to, what went wrong? I think so,
0: but I'm not a hundred percent.
1: Okay. So how long is it going to take you to maybe figure that out?
0: It's going to be at least another day or two.
1: Okay. And you've got until the 14th. Mm-hmm. So once you figured it out and you, you know what went wrong and you can fix that, do you feel like you could probably, be okay for the 14th and see how it goes.
0: Yeah, I do, but if if I have another night like I had last night, then mm. I'm just gonna feel so bad that I'm never gonna do anything again. I'm just gonna go to bed.
1: I'm just gonna go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you'll sleep off and you'll feel much better, right? <laughs>
0: no, no, for the rest of my life. I'm just gonna go to bed. <laughs> um and
1: I and I you know if you think about it, then you've you've gone through it and you had how many people? Seven people. What 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 kind? How many people would you like to have at one time? Uh, Stream no while than, you're streaming. Uh, no more than seven. How many people would you have watching?
0: I I would. Oh, I'd like to have thousands
1: watch. Yeah. And how many people were watching? Do you know? About
0: uh, about five hundred.
1: About five hundred. So yeah. at least you sorted it before you got to that thousand, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you have got your next on the fourteenth and. You know, you're going to know what went wrong. You're going to fix it and you're going to go again, which means that, you know, it's not going to happen again. Uh And you're going to feel confident in yourself that actually on that 14th, it's going to go well. You've learned from what went wrong and you did it before you got to tens of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. You did it when you were small and you're still learning, you're still growing. Mm -hmm. And if it, imagine if it happened with 10,000 people, it'd be a lot worse wouldn't it?
0: Right. Yeah, you're right. I do feel a lot of regret though, Scott, that I feel like I let down the seven people that performed last night because I don't think they were on top of their game because the sound issues caused a bunch of echo and mm. they couldn't hear themselves. So I don't want to let people down again. How can I, how can I keep from doing that?
1: So the best thing to do is to make sure that it doesn't happen again mm-hmm. and look into ways that, that there's the reasons why, and then fix that. And it sounds to me like you're doing that. And what could yeah. you do for those people potentially to help them? The ones that uh, were on
0: uh, apologizing was, was one of the things I did. So <laughs> uh, I, I did that profusely and good. Uh, I I will probably do that a couple more times before the week's out.
1: <laughs> yeah. And will they get another opportunity?
0: I, they will definitely be first on my list for the next opportunity.
1: Okay. Fantastic. That's really good.
0: Yeah yeah okay i think you talked me out of it
1: good (laughs) yeah on the spot (laughs) yeah but i can yeah
0: i I can tell you those i i didn't I, i didn't stick into those particular thoughts but there were times last night when i was in the pit of despair i was like this is nothing can be worse than what's going on right now and Mm -hmm. i wish i never would have even started doing this i mean i i did have those thoughts and then Mm -hmm. coming out of it i did pretty much exactly what you talked me through and said okay let's find the source of the problem let's look at the facts don't look at Mm -hmm. don't look at my emotions don't look at the fact that you know i sweat through a shirt because this was going so bad and uh let's let's find out what the problem was fix it make sure it never happens again and move on to the next thing. So I, I, I personally am not a long regret type guy. Um, but during those times I I was thinking about talking to you, uh, last night because I was thinking, okay, how would Scott handle this? Because I'm at the lowest point I could possibly be doing a show right now. How do Mm -hmm. I come out of that and feel confident to do it again?
1: Yeah, I think you 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 did everything that you needed to do at mm-hmm. that moment in time, mm-hmm. and that's something you can really really take away. Mm-hmm. You were able to to go along with it. You pushed through it, and mm-hmm. you've learned from that. You know what's wrong. You're gonna fi- you fixed what's wrong, mm-hmm. and you, you, the chance of it happening again are very slim. Right. But you did everything right because you you ended up muting yourself so you could make sure that, every, that mm-hmm. everyone was heard. You apologized profusely. You're going to apologize a couple more times. They're going to be at the top of your list next time. You fix the problem. You're not going to let it happen again. It's an opportunity for learning and growing. Um, so you did everything right. And that's that's in a, in a coaching session with you at that point. Uh, we would go through that. And, you know, I imagine you feel pretty pretty confident about moving forward now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And if you, I mean, do you have any, um, any thoughts that you, that are sort of lingering, a negative thought or anything at the moment?
0: You know, not really. Um, if, if if you were to categorize me, I would be more of the o- overconfident type than the, yeah, than the, the underconfident. So I, uh, I you know, coming out of it, I knew I was going to fix it and I knew the next one was, I know the next one's going to be great. So I, you know, I, but when you're in the middle of it, um, I can see how people would take those thoughts and they would go to bed with those thoughts and they'd wake up mm-hmm. with those thoughts and they would take it to the point where, they they can't function because the negative thoughts just took over.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and and it's that awareness to to do exactly what you did, is mm-hmm. to deal with it and change that thought pattern pretty quickly, so you don't dwell mm-hmm. on it and so it doesn't affect you for weeks on end. It just affects you for that that mm-hmm. moment in time and maybe a few hours after.
0: Yeah, that was a fun exercise.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've got you know, there's so many techniques that I would use. Um, during that if someone had a thought of you know i what's the point of me doing it i I don't think i can do this again Mm -hmm. there's a negative thought running through their mind consistently there's a there's a technique that i tend to use and i just we basically we dial down that negative thought and then we think of a positive one and we dial that one up um and that that can have a real positive effect on someone so yeah there's so many things you can do when it comes to to negative thoughts but you did exactly what i would have done at that moment Mm -hmm. in time yeah right
0: One of the things that, uh, comics get into, and I, I don't want to keep you real long, but one of the things comics get into is they don't allow themselves to, uh, enjoy the success that they have. So say they have a really good set. Um, they, they don't allow themselves to enjoy the success that they have because they know a bad one's going to be coming down the road. Mm. (laughs) And, And, uh, and then some of them get too overconfident after something like that, and they do things that they shouldn't like book book a, a larger set than they're able to do and and things like that. But um, do you do you have any specific things that help people uh, celebrate their successes uh, in in a fashion that um, is healthy, that you don't over celebrate, but you also allow yourself to say, "Hey, I did something good here."
1: literally as you just said it i mean how many people actually how many people give themselves a pat on the back you know Uh some people don't at all it's it's it's, if people can't accept compliments from other people then they definitely don't compliment themselves um so if you do something well i know i do and i encourage my clients to Mm -hmm. if you perform well if something goes right go i did that really well Uh because acknowledge it it will give you that boost in confidence. You don't right. need to necessarily go out and buy yourself a new car. That's mm-hmm. overconfident. Yeah. But <laughs> um, but saying, you know, I, I did that really well. If someone says, Oh, you know, you did that well, I go, oh, I did actually, yeah, thank you. I did. Mm. Yeah. Acknowledge it because it's uh-huh. okay to be kind to yourself. Be kind. Um, because it will it will just boost that confidence within you and accept compliments, but also compliment yourself because that's really, really important. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Very good. And I I gotta say that uh, I'm very confident in the fact that having you as a guest was a good idea. So
1: that's very kind, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's funny.
0: You know, we're we're both in these what I call trash Facebook groups that uh, you, you throw posts out there and. You either get a kook or you uh, you get somebody who just wants to promote themselves. And I saw yours and I said, eh, I don't think he's a kook. I think he's all right. So <laughs> I reached out to you and I'm glad I did.
1: <laughs> That's very kind. And, and likewise, it is, it's a very strange environment sometimes. Yeah. Um, but when I saw, likewise, I saw you. I thought, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I like yeah. the sound of that. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. This is, this has been really good. Now, when you do your coaching, uh, I suppose you probably have a way that you can do remote coaching and talk, kind of like we are here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, most of my coaching, especially due to COVID, is uh, is all all Zoom, all online, Zoom mm-hmm. or or Skype or whatever you want to call it. I know, you know you're using something different, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's all remote now. We just okay jump on and it's, it's just as effective uh it's the the modern way yeah okay. for sure
0: great and how can people reach out to you if they'd like to engage in your services
1: so you can reach out to me i've got on my website which is ScottHardimancoaching.com. um you can go onto my facebook and search me add me as a friend and and yeah we can any time i'll try and help in any way i can as always uh, and if, if you do want to have a chat then we can have a something i call a discovery call and we can just talk things through and go from there
0: yeah yeah okay great this is this has been really good and i think that what comes out of this is something that you know comics can use it and uh it it, and obviously anybody can use it but the comedy world doesn't get a whole lot of business coaching uh, or confidence coaching so that's i, I think that's uh, something that they that is really needed so i i think you're uh, a good fit for that and I just, I want to thank you for being on the show. I know it's, uh, it's going, well, it's nine o'clock your time now. So <laughs> cool. <laughs>
1: perfect. No, I, I get all I can say. is uh, Thank you so much for having me. Uh, and to, you know, any, any you know, comedians out there, just believe in yourself. It's fundamentally so important. Uh, you have that belief, you have that confidence and reach out to people. Like you, you've got, you've got people in your support network, whether you're feeling mm. negative or positive, have that support network and it will, it's, it's nice. It's good. But yeah, thank right. you so much.
0: Right.